How many wives did he have before Barb? And how many wives did he have after Barb? When Barbara Daniels met Oliver Colleen, she was happy, even though life as a single mom could be lonely and challenging. She was living in Toronto, a center of finance. But she was barely even getting by as a bank teller. A night in 1975, Barbara's little sister Terry convinced her it was time for her to go out, let her hair down, and have some fun. The sisters settled in at a posh hotel lounge where they caught sight of a handsome man. The man would change Barbara's life. His name was Oliver Colleen. Born in Ireland, he said he was a successful importer-exporter who had recently moved from North California. He had laughing blue eyes, which were focused only on Barbara. He projected the image of a high roller, living a lavish lifestyle. But that's not what attracted the kind-hearted Barbara to him. It was his tragic past. His wife had passed away, leaving eight children behind. The evening passed by like the perfect dream. After the lounge closed, the sisters asked the men over to the apartment they shared. What Barbara didn't know was that she was falling for a serial seducer, a con man, and she was his next mark. Barbara didn't know the letdown the future held. She was the object of Oliver's desire. He was a generous old-fashioned suitor. She ignored the first red flag that Oliver wasn't who he seemed to be. Barbara's maternal instincts kicked in when she met his children. She chose to ignore the contradiction between appearances and reality. And when Oliver proposed to Barbara, her answer was yes. They were, they were married the following summer. Oliver made the arrangements. It was a lavish affair. Everything seemed picture perfect. But Barbara's gut was telling her it was all too good to be true. It wouldn't be long before Barbara realized her intuition was right. <clears throat> Barbara quit her job as a bank teller to take care of the 11 children, counting her three. She loved being a full-time mom. Barbara started receiving calls from creditors. Soon she had to face the truth. He didn't own their home, and he wasn't a successful importer-exporter. He was living in public housing on a disability pension with very expensive tastes. Barbara was devastated by Oliver's deception. 
they were living beyond their means, while Oliver wrote bad checks. But Barbara began to worry when money started to come in sporadically from a questionable source. <clears throat> she eventually confronted him about it. It was the moment of no return. Barbara's life had gone from marital bliss to matrimonial hell. As time went on, the situation only got worse. Over the next couple years, Barbara was caught up in a turbulent relationship. But it came to an end in 1984 when Oliver was arrested for writing bad checks. Finally, Barbara reached her breaking point. Broke and heartbroken. After eight years of marriage, Barbara started divorce proceedings in 1984. She put her past behind her, but 30 years later, Oliver Colleen's lies and betrayal came back to haunt her. In 2006, Gina, an isolated single mom from a small town, was searching for a soulmate. And it felt like fate when on her 39th B-Day, Gina received an email for a free trial of a Catholic singles website. Not long after she signed up, Gina received interest from a potential suitor. His name was Oliver John. It had been three decades since Barbara's experience with this man, but Gina's experience was remarkably similar. She was also lonely and vulnerable, and she was raising a daughter with special needs all by herself. At 69, Oliver might have appeared too old for Gina, but she was looking for someone mature, responsible. Over the next few months, they kept in constant contact. A long distance online romance. He told Gina he hadn't felt the way he felt for her since the death of his first wife over three decades earlier. Like Barbara, Gina had a gut feeling. For instance, she found it odd his photos were labeled OJK. Why did it take him so long to say his last name was Colleen? <clears throat> he told Gina he was a psychologist who had practiced successfully in Ireland but retired to Toronto to be close to his family. But was Oliver Colleen only posing as a psychologist to attract vulnerable women as he had as an importer-exporter with Barbara? Gina was reassured Oliver was legitimate. When he sent her copies of articles he wrote for Irish publications, Oliver's credentials impressed Gina. Had Oliver Colleen become the success he always wanted to be, with status, money, and fame? In the late 90s, he had become Ireland's Dr. Phil, a psychologist-turned-media sweetheart 
who had a deep understanding of the Irish psyche. Dr. Colleen Barbara's bad check writing ex-husband seemed to have made a major transition. Colleen had left his past behind and become a recognized psychologist in the UK. Gina's romantic bubble was about to burst when she found out the truth about Oliver. It was devastating. When she saw a pup, when she saw an article about the psychologist Oliver Colleen, who was a fraud in Ireland, it turned out Oliver's success as a psychologist was short-lived. In 2001, he was exposed as a fraud. His wife at the time, Margaret Curtin, was crushed when he confessed to being a bigamist after five years of marriage. She reported him to the police. He was charged and convicted of bigamy. The judge who sentenced Oliver to three years in 2004 spoke harshly to him about his gross deception against women. <clears throat> no one knows how many women Oliver has married over the years, but it could be as many as 19. Which would make him the worst serial bigamist to date? He seemed sincere. Gina was willing to leave the past behind them and move on. Ready to embrace the future, she took a trip to Toronto to meet Oliver for the first time in December 2006. With one look, Oliver had melted Gina's heart. Would she follow in Barbara's footsteps and walk down the aisle? Or would his fake identity, identity and other marriages catch up with him? Colleen was about to become the topic of a very public campaign. Their love story was reminiscent of Barbara's three decades earlier. And Barbara was shocked when she learned what Colleen had been up to. Marrying women, awarding himself degrees, and counseling people while posing as a psychologist in Ireland. Even knowing Oliver was a bigamist did not dissuade Gina. <clears throat> she was in love and willing to forgive and forget his shady past. She believed he had changed. After a trip to Toronto with Gina, where Gina met Oliver and his family for the very first time, she was ready to take the relationship to the next level. Gina didn't know that all of Oliver's wives had been happy at first. But by the end of their marriage, they were devastated, beat down, heartbroken, and near bankrupt. Barbara learned that Margaret Curtin, the wife who had turned Oliver in for bigamy, had the same experience as her. 
Two of Oliver's exes never recovered from the trauma of having been married to him. One died of alcoholism and the other died of suicide. Others had gone through years of therapy to overcome depression, fear, and despair. And this is why Barbara's daughter, Julia, decided she needed to take action. She started the Get Ollie Club to try and bring attention to his behavior. Julia started online bigamy blogs and support groups, spreading the word about this predator who lured women down the aisle. The media had a field day with the story. Talk about the bigamous con man spread throughout North America. Oblivious about the negative press, Gina was head over heels in love with Oliver. Now back home, she was missing him, longing for the day they'd be together forever. In the spring of 2007, Gina went to Ontario to marry Oliver. Oliver rushed Gina along until she said, I do. After the wedding, Gina went back home to pack up for the final move to Canada with her daughter. This is when her family learned about Oliver's shady past. From Gina's, from Julia's campaign against him, they were shocked. Desperate to keep Gina from moving to Canada, her family asked Julia for assistance. Julia realized the only person that, that might be able to break Gina's hypnotic spell was her mother, a woman who had walked the same path Gina was now walking. As Gina was about to hang up, a small detail resonated. Gina's hypnotic spell broke and she was ready to confront her present. She decided to turn her back on Oliver Colleen. The press found out about her story. Overnight, she became a tabloid sensation. Gina learned from her mistake and moved on. Oliver had served a three-year sentence for bigamy in Britain, but he had yet to face justice in Northern America, in North America. The legal system was slow to press charges. Bigamy is thought of as a softer crime. In the fall of 2008, Barbara was contacted by the Toronto police. They were investigating Julia's allegations. Oliver Colleen was arrested for the crime of bigamy in February 2009. The case kept getting put off. Finally, in 2011, he had his day in court. Oliver Colleen faced up to five years in prison for bigamy in Canada, but received a 90-day intermittent sentence to be served on the weekends.